0: Hello everyone, I'm your host Chloe Cohen, French sustainable fashion journalist, and I am glad to welcome you on the Fashion Label Brazil podcast. Today, we're exploring the enchanting world of quiet luxury with two distinguished Brazilian fashion brands. In this episode five, we will uncover the secrets behind quiet luxury, a trend which has exploded on the fashion scene and which translates into neutral colors, quality fabrics, structure bags, and above all, a innovation to logos. Get ready for an insightful journey into the earth of discrete sophistication This is Fashionable Brazil Podcast, where Quiet Luxury takes center stage. In introduction, can you present yourself, your brand, and your job very quickly? Tricia, we're going to start with you. Hi, my name is Tricia Milanese.
1: I am the founder and designer for Lavish by Tricia Milanese, the brand that takes my name. We have been in business since 2005. Our factory is actually based in Sao Paulo, Brazil, uh, and we sell worldwide. We have more than 30 women working in our factory in Brazil, Uh, and 100% of our production is uh, handmade, and we use the crochet technique to make every single piece of our jewelry. We make uh, fashion jewelry with uh, copper wire, and they a lot of times are... 18
0: karat gold field. Okay, great. Thank you for this uh, presentation. Uh, Rodrigo, can you um, uh, present also yourself and your brand?
2: Hello, everybody. My name is Rodrigo Doxandabarat Barat. Actually, I'm Argentinian and um, living in between Brazil and Europe. Um, I'm the co-founder of the project called Link in Dots, which is connecting the four pillars of our project. That are cooperation, collaboration, sustainability, and economic management. Uh, linking Dots, or Dots as the product is called, um, started in 2017. And it's an alternative business system that wants to create shared value through uh, a, a monoproduct, um, which is a loafer. We produce shoes. We started producing ecological cotton in the north of Brazil with small family farmers. Then we work with upcycling fabrics, recycled cotton. Our shoebox is produced with plastic domestic waste. This is a project that we have done with the University of Rio Grande do Sul and um, and a factory of the the Rio Grande do Sul that produces that works with uh, upcycling um, uh, plastic. Um, We also work partially with women from the favelas. Uh, We started uh, training women in order to um, teach them how to produce shoes by hand. And now they are part of our um, supply chain. So they produce the tassels, the dust bags, and uh, and some other accessories that we have in the collection. Um, We have two new models since two seasons. Which are a mule and a pointy sleeper. Our market is 80, 70 to 80% women, and the rest is men. Um, our main market today is Italy, where we have about 80 accounts, and we sell to another uh, 13, 15, 14 countries in Europe, Middle East, Russia, and the US. Okay. This is very briefly what we do.
0: Okay, thank you very much. Very, uh, two interesting brands. Um, can you define what quiet luxury represents in the context of fashion from your perspective, um, Tricia?
1: Okay, um, I, I we were actually having a little chat before and quiet luxury uh, for lavish uh, is more like... Um, it's the way we understand the quiet luxury—not just on the look of the jewelry, but like we understand the quiet luxury as a refined and elegant style. Um, the the importance of use of high quality materials, the amazing craftsmanship that we use, and of course, we do. Um, and we do not emphasize as we never did. Uh, the emphasis on logos or the uh, brand of logos. That, that is uh, the, the core of the trend is what actually we think uh, re- resonates to our brand.
0: Okay, um, Rodrigo, what, what, do, what do you think? Can you define uh, what Quiet Luxury represents uh, from your perspective?
2: For us, a quiet luxury is very much the core of what we do. We produce a classic shoe. We produce a loafer, which is a, which is a, a hundred years old shoe. Um, and we reinterpretate it with uh, fabrics and uh, some uh, textures which are not obvious. A, a quiet luxury is a lot about... Um, um, the use of, uh, of uh, classic uh, shapes, classic um, classic uh, colors, and uh, uh, as well as, as uh, going targeting the class and targeting the, 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 the beauty of the things without following the trend. This is what we interpreted as a, as a quite luxury. Mm. Also a lot about not pushing the power base of the brand but more the aesthetic of the of the product mm. an aesthetic that is it's transverse transversal and uh, and it's a forever class and forever beauty or forever classic as 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 we interpret it. So, so for is it, very much it's very much the core of our of our
0: business. Mm. Okay. And uh, for the, the next question, you already gave some uh, um, you already answered a little bit, but can you give details about how does your brand embody this notion of quiet luxury uh, maybe with the choice of materials, of designs, uh, Tricia, if you want to to add uh, something about that? Sure.
1: Yeah, uh, I I believe lavish does embody the quiet luxury trend. Uh, on its concept um, our, a lot of our, our final product, a lot of our designs are not quiet on itself but like the core of it, the way the the concepts that are involved in everything that we make the art artists arts and our art craftsmanship, the quality of the pieces like Rodrigo was saying is like the timeless uh, like a lot of our pieces, uh, we've been making since we actually opened the company in 2005. So they're elegant, they're timeless. The the, the intricate process that is uh, used to actually make every single one of our pieces, uh, the Ancient and historical technique that we choose to use—all of that actually embodies uh, the quite luxury trend in so many ways, and um, and they actually connect uh, to the client uh, in a in a long way, and totally distinct us from all the massive production of jewelry that is made. Uh, for by other brands. Mm, yes, very it's interesting. So, uh, like we yeah, we use uh every piece is a hundred percent handmade. There is nothing that is not a hundred percent handmade in our factory. And that is uh that is the core of it that is like very important for that trend. Mm,
0: craftsmanship. Craftsmanship. Yeah okay, quality
1: mm. elegance Interesting. And, and also the fact the fact that is um so handmade, uh, the limited uh, amount of it we cannot produce actually we we could we can produce a lot, but it is gonna take the same amount of time to make one piece or a thousand piece. So uh, there is no uh, there is no button to be pushed to uh, rush the production.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, Rodrigo, do you want to to add also something about how your brand embodies the notion of acquired uh, luxury?
2: Yeah, as I was saying it's um, it's very much our core in terms of uh, shape, in terms of uh, also the production, the value chain it's uh, it's for sure it's everything is handmade since uh, the production of cotton we started in from the field, so some of our fabrics are produced with our ecological cotton so. From the fields, working side by side with small family farmers from the north of Brazil, to picking up the cotton, producing the um, the yarn, uh, moving this uh, this yarn to uh, to a facility in in Sao Paulo, and then producing the fabrics. So everything is handmade from the beginning, uh, even and sometimes uh, of the production of the raw materials. Um, it goes all the way to produce product, the production of the of the shoe. I mean, its shoes are produced by hand. Obviously, our type of shoe is pro, are produced by hand, and um, the, the materials that we use are, are materials that they have uh, uh, centuries been being used, and uh, and it's all about going a little bit back to basic and giving value to what we believe that has a real value, which is these kind of, uh, this kind of uh, materials. With this, co- this collection, we are working as well with Malba, which is a fiber that grows in the Amazonian River and is collected by hand as well by, by small family farmers. It's a fiber that is used a lot in Brazil for the production of the coffee bags. And they, that, that takes us very much back to the roots and and, uh, and to very, very much an identity of Brazil. And uh, all of that... In, in, in a framework, which is, as I was saying at the beginning, the creation of a of a share value, and um, and building uh, on uh, on on the basis of quality of timeless products, of uh, of uh, raw materials which are natural or recycled or upcycled, upcycled, and um, yeah, I think it's very much the core of what we do. If I have to, if I have to call mm, it, we're yeah. very discreet in terms of logos okay. and.
0: Uh, okay, um, and I would like to talk about uh, personalization and customer service. And um, how do they play a role in your approach to quiet luxury, Tricia? Okay, the, these um,
1: these two aspects are very important to us uh, always. Um, customer service, first of all regardless of the quiet luxury, but it is one aspect of quiet luxury. And personalization, this is a service that uh, we actually service, we offer sorry, we offer to our clients. And it's pretty much due to the nature of our handmade uh uh, work because we hand make and making our factory uh, every single piece of jewelry we can offer this personalization and um, and of course with great customer service to all of our clients to, and to tell you the truth um, I think that makes them feel special and part of our process and our history it actually connects the client to our history and our brand and elevates the experience of them uh, with us, and that is uh, super important to us. We are very proud of that, and our clients really like that. We are very proud to offer that and to do that really well.
0: Okay. And uh, Rodrigo, I don't know if you, if, you, if um, personalization or customer service play a role uh, in. Um, in all of that, in your approach to quiet luxury,
2: it does. It absolutely does. Um, personalization. All of our loafers they have they have a, a replaceable tassel, so you can change the tassel of the loafer, and uh, and and this is the idea to to to, to have um, a kind of a collaborative innovation with our end clients. Uh, we believe that the personalization is a key thing. It's not easy being, you know, producing shoes, but we managed to do it through the the, the tassels that were that are changeable, and we do a lot of personalization for collaboration. For instance, we um, we change the color of the soles, we change the wording of the soles of our shoes, and uh, this season again for winter twenty twenty four, we are. Presenting a loafer that has fringes, and those fringes can also be changed. And we give the possibility to the client to play with different colors and change the look of the shoe just by changing the fringes. And uh, yeah, it's it's uh, as I said, it's one of our pillars. So it's uh, personalization and collaboration in terms of uh, B2B and B2C and uh, creating shared values very much our core as well um customer service as well we have to a lot to learn still uh, on customer service as of today we are very much focused on b2b uh, growing the b2c and um but for sure customer service is, is it's 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 a must-have and it's part of the quiet luxury I mean those are the things that mm. they're not said but should be done so I think it's core and mm. you know it's okay. one step at a time when you have a a small brand and you're growing, but for sure, this is one of our priorities.
0: Okay. Okay. Re- really interesting. And uh, um, now about communication. But I think it's uh, it's um, a big part when you're a fashion brand and you want to communicate about what you do, about what you are. Uh, is uh, the um, the quiet luxury, the less is more trend, really effective when you communicate? Or what do you think about that? How do you communicate about the um, quiet luxury, about this uh, um, this sophistication, discreet? sophistication
1: um yeah um actually that is a very uh, interesting uh question because in when we talk about communicating uh what we are and everything i think um in regarding to less is more um and the look the quite luxury trend we try to communicate our history and our um how how being having timeless pieces is is important uh but it is a very intriguing aspect of the trend in my opinion because there's got to be a very uh, important balance between uh communicating simply or simple and the right amount of information so um uh, that is a tricky part, and uh, we do talk about that to uh, the marketing team. Marketing team, and that is uh, something that we always try to tune and uh, to, you know, match and and express our history and uh, what we want to say. Well, but it, it's a balance between the right amount and what to um, inform, in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
0: And Rodrigo, what do you think? How do you communicate? Uh, what is your point of view about um, uh, communication?
2: Yeah, I, I completely, I completely, agree. I mean, it's, it there is two aspects: is the, the quantity and the quality of the communication. Um, we actually now we are communicating a lot through, you know, social media, and this is our core and. Uh, Thankfully, we have a lot of presses, presence on the press that give you give us visibility. Um, but yeah, in terms of quantity, we have a we have a media plan established, which is uh, it's not easy to find the right um, the right balance between uh, quantity and uh, and uh, and. Um, and how much our 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 target is 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 willing or open to to consume our, about our uh, communication. So it's yeah, it's it's a balance which sometimes is not easy to to, to find. Um, and as for the type of materials that we use, our photo shooting campaigns, our um, Instagram post, um, sponsorize. We try to be. Um, we are a model product, as I said, which is uh, which is summer and winter uh, being used, and we deliver the shoes with two insoles, summer and winter. So we try to cover as much as long as possible the whole year, in terms of consumption. This also applies to the communication. We took we do photo shootings, which are. Um, very much on the edge of summer and winter very much on the edge of classic but a little bit with a twist in order to create uh, to attract the interest of our target um, yeah if, if I can call it uh, if I can apply that to a quiet luxury I think it's 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 about their building campaigns which are aesthetically beautiful that are not seasonal or as less as possible and um and i'm not following a trend but it's just a, a line, uh to our 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 aesthetics and the way we we believe um our our product should be perceived which is a forever classic with a little twist so this is eventually how we can we apply the quiet luxury to our communication
0: mm. Okay. And for the last question to, and to conclude this conversation, how do you see the evolution of the quiet luxury trend in the fashion world and society at large? How do you see the yeah, the evolution, Tricia?
1: I think in every in every trend the the social economical aspect of our society has a huge influence in every uh, fashion trend. And of course we're gonna have to, know we have to wait and see how uh things go um to have to feel those influences in every aspect but i regarding to the quiet luxury and how it's gonna um progress i think the most important uh aspect to be considered is the voices on social media i think the client the consumer actually uh end up telling us uh, where are we going with uh, every trend. And um, the connection that we are able to create with these people, uh, the clients, the consumers, this is what um, actually established and is going to lead, uh, not just a luxury trend, but every trend we see.
0: Mm. Okay, thank you, Trisha, for this uh, answer. And Rodrigo, what is your uh, insight of that question?
2: Where, it could, where is it going? It's, it's difficult to say. I think as uh, mm-hmm. um, the maturity of the consumer has a lot to do with the with the, with quite luxury movement. Um, I was exposed to different markets because of my previous job and and. Uh, and right at the beginning when the markets open and start having international brands, they are very much brand oriented and very much trend oriented because they follow the path of of uh, of, of uh, the influence that they perceive as, a, as, the, as, as 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 the trend to follow. and then <clears throat> society, society change and uh, and progressively the quiet, the quiet luxury t- takes a bigger role, I think. Um, because it's it's aligned to to aesthetics which are transversal and it's not just the, the trend or to, to follow the trend which is to, which are on the, on the mature market let's call them uh, in place so it's I think it's a very much it's it's a social thing and it's uh, it's it's a movement that is that is uh, very much depending on on the maturity of the consumer it's growing okay. significantly recently. And I think it's going to be, absolutely, it's going to be continue growing and it ha- will have a greater market share progressively. It, there is no doubt. This is what the market is. It goes as well. No?
0: Okay. Uh, thank you very much, both of you, uh, for answering uh, the questions about uh, Quiet Luxury. Um, thank you again for this conversation.
1: Thanks so much. To thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, everybody, for sharing all this information with us. This is Fashion Label Brazil podcast. This was episode five. I am your host, Chloe Cohen. Thank you for listening and see you soon.